Welcome to the St. Matt's Podcast, where you can listen to sermons from our evening service. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 to 15. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. I'll pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that the word of God will dwell in us richly. Amen. At Christmas time we are extraordinarily busy getting things done. Things that are important if we are to have a good Christmas. Getting the house ready for those guests who may stay. Making travel arrangements if you're going somewhere. Buying and preparing the food. But the followers of Jesus Christ think also of the birth of Jesus, a miraculous event. No matter how far medical science has come in regards to people conceiving children, infertility programs, with uteruses being transplanted from one person to another, nothing will ever supplant the virgin birth of Christ. It raises our sights and helps us to remember what Christmas is really about. But now we move on. Most of the leftovers have been eaten. Our guests have gone home or we have returned home and tomorrow 
we face a new year. A health organisation found that New Year's resolutions that people make last about three months. People who buy exercise bikes. There are a number of reasons that people give up their New Year's resolutions. Poor planning. Not enough money. Not enough time. Lack of ability to do what they resolve to do or a lack of motivation are just some of the reasons that give up. Maybe you might think of others, why people give up on their New Year's resolutions. Paul, writing to people who have been Christians for only about six years, in the book of Colossians says this in verse 1 of chapter 3. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above with Christ, seated at the right hand of God. Is there a more dramatic statement made than these words? You have been raised with Christ. Yes, you are sitting here in St Matt's because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And yet we are not here. We are in the heavenlies, as Paul writes in the book of Ephesians. We have, as Christ has been raised from the dead, we have been raised. The death and resurrection of Jesus has huge consequences for our lives. When I was a child, when I was little, well, I mean, when I was young, <laughs> I used to go to the tip with my dad. They're now called waste transfer stations and you're not allowed to do what we used to do. We used to dump our rubbish but we also went looking for things to see what we could find. And one time I found a pair of pliers like this. I actually can't find them at the present time. I think they're in my son's garage. But you get the idea. When people make New Year's resolutions, they actually aim at changing something. Paul tells us that given the fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and we have risen, that we are now like to be like Jesus. We are to change and be more like Christ. Our New Year's resolution, which should last for as long as we live or until Jesus comes again, should be to change how we live now. Verses 5 to 9 tell us how not to live. And I'm going to try a little experiment now and John is going to come and help me. I'm going to ask you some questions and you need to yell out the answer and you need to yell it out because otherwise I might not hear you. I've dressed 
as you will see as I go on, in a manner which will give you a prompt. And I want you to tell us what you are, what the person I am dressed like is not to do, and then we'll ask you what they are to do. So, this is a big risk, friends, so be kind. What should a minister not do? Anything else? <laughs> we'll get all sorts of things, won't we? Right. One more. Cheat. Okay. What should a minister do? Okay. everybody for taking part. So there's some put-offs that you saw. But we at St Matthew's need to put on certain things. And I want to draw your attention quickly to some of those things. I'm not going to deal with each one of them, but just draw out some of them. How does God tell us to live if we are people who have been raised with Christ? First of all, we are told that we are to be compassionate. Compassion was not one of the strong characteristics of the people who had to live under the Roman rulers. Rather, the attitude was, he made his bed, let him lie in it. But that was not God's approach. We were sinners and God showed compassion. He could have left us to our own devices but he has chosen to raise us with Christ. Romans says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So, we need to be compassionate people. Secondly, we are called upon to be kind. Not something that we often see in the world nowadays, 
but something that is important to each of us. Thirdly, we are to be humble. You might remember some years ago, a politician got into trouble in a restaurant and abused the staff because they didn't get the seat that they, she wanted. And she said to them, don't you know who I am? Well, the basis of that comment is pride, which is a struggle we all have, is it not? It was the first sin. Adam and Eve didn't want to be second. They wanted to be like God. And so, sin came into the world. And what does God do? He sends Christ to die on the cross, a terrible way to die. Cursed is he who hangs on a tree, it says in the book of Deuteronomy. Here he was, the one whom the world was made for, the one whom the world was made through, comes and is born in a manger and dies on a cross. Is there any greater example of humility? And it's an interesting thing for us to reflect upon from the point of view of power. If you think about it, people come to salvation through weakness. Gideon saved his country through a, with a group of a couple of hundred. David was but a teenager and he killed a person that was twice my height and saved his people. Salvation comes to us through humility and gentleness. We are told to be gentle people. And then we are told to be patient. Now, I've, my sinfulness wants me to skip over this one. You know, I've not said much about kindness or gentleness and I really want to skip over patience, but I can't. You'll need to be patient with me. Patience is a Christian virtue. People think it belongs to the world, but it is something that comes to us by being God's people. It's not an easy thing to do, is it? I pray regularly, God, give me patience and give it to me now. And wait is not in my vocabulary. It's in my wife. She uses it all the time. She has to. David, wait. David, wait. But it's so for us all, isn't it? Patience. 
with one another, patience in circumstances. God is patient with us. We are sinful and he never gives up on us. He keeps persevering and we need to persevere too. And we are called upon in this passage to bear with each other. Sometimes we are all unbearable. Let us face it. Sheesh, when is this going to stop? When are they going to stop going on like that? We find it hard to bear. So what helps us to bear? Well, we know that the Easter message is about forgiveness. Christ dying on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. And if there are any of you here who don't know that forgiveness, maybe today as you begin a new year you might think to talk to God and say, I've done wrong. I believe Jesus did die and he died for me. Please forgive me and help me to live as a follower of Jesus. Forgiveness is a lovely idea until you have to do it, someone wrote. It's hard. It's costly. It costs Christ his life. But it is indispensable to our Christian growth. I talked the other day to a man who had been embezzled. He was a Christian fellow, a young man. And he said to me, I've forgiven X. It won't do me any good to continue to be bitter. And it won't do my Christian faith any good to be unforgiving. It's hard and we often have to do it again and again. We think we've forgiven them and then something comes up and we have to forgive again. But we at St Matt's need to be forgiving people. We often think it's another person's job to forgive. We often use the excuse, well, they haven't repented or they haven't said they're sorry, so I'm not going to forgive them. But the Bible makes no justification for our lack of forgiveness. God, as the Bible says to us here, forgive as the Lord forgive, forgives, forgave you. You might say, but David, you don't know what I've been through. No, I don't. And it might be horrific. And I'm sorry for what you may have suffered. But even if you cannot be reconciled to someone, and that is often the case, no matter how hard we might try, then we might not be able to be reconciled. You can in your heart, forgive. Paul tells us in verse 1 of the third chapter to set our hearts on things above, 
And in verse 2, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. In other words, it's set out for us here how we are to live. What sort of people we at St Matt's are to be. You are all perseverers. You'll ride your exercise bike for more than six weeks, won't you? You'll live with your New Year's resolution for more than three months, won't you? Because you have persevered in faith. And you continue to persevere even when things are tough. But until the Lord comes again or until you go and be with Jesus, what will you do? What might you resolve to be? We should pray for ourselves and for each other. We should pray that we might all be compassionate, kind, humble, gentle, patient as we bear with one another, forgiving one another. Will that be your New Year's resolution? To work on something amongst that list. You can't do them all at once. But you can work on one or two of them. And what motivation will we have to keep going? Well, Christ has come. Christ has died. Christ has risen from the dead. And where are we now? Yes, we're sitting here at St Matt's, but we are also with our Lord Jesus. We have been raised. So, my friends, do not be people who go round a tip with your head down, but rather raise your sights You have been raised with Christ. So live like Christ. I'll pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that your word dwells within us, that by the power of your Holy Spirit we can become like Jesus. Help us, Heavenly Father, to resolve to follow Christ for we know that we are not just here, we are also with Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. St Matt's West Penn Hills 6pm congregation is a collection of people who want to be changed by Jesus, to have a deeper connection with God, deeper community with one another, and deeper concern for our world. We'd love you to join us on a Sunday soon. For all the details, check out our website at stmats.org.au and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a sermon.